0: Hey everybody, we're going to be talking about something that we wouldn't normally expect a guy to be talking about, PMDD, premenstrual dysphoric disorder. And that's the reason why we're going to talk about it, because it shouldn't be weird for a male doctor to be talking about these kind of things. So let's talk about it, what it is, what it isn't, how we treat it, how we diagnose it. For me, my name is Dr. Mirza. I am a board certified psychiatrist in adult psychiatry, child adolescent psychiatry, and addiction medicine. Talking about PMDD, premenstrual dysphoric disorder, we have to understand that it's something that was changed. It came about in 2013 with DSM-5. It was changed from PMS, premenstrual syndrome, due to kind of the stigma, the concerns, the issues that came about with the word PMS. It became this kind of phrase, this weapon to throw at people who menstruate, uh, primarily women, right? And it's something that. Has kind of carried over and then there was a lot of this aspect of like let's change the narrative let's talk about make it different and reclassify it pmdd is something that's been a special interest to me for a while because it's something as i've done more intakes and again especially working with a lot of people who menstruate a lot of women is that it's something that's shown up more and more and there's a lot of problems and issues that have come from people not recognizing it. PMDD is something that is severe, debilitating. It can lead to people having very severe mood symptoms, to have people having suicide attempts as well. And it can occur with anyone who menstruates. So from any age, where we're talking about early adolescence to up until like menopause, essentially, it's been reported that it can occur in up to 30% of those who menstruate. Usually we see the peak onset of it between ages 25 and 35. But again, a lot of my work is with children and adolescents, and I see it a lot of times in adolescent. One of the reasons I have such an interest in it is because of stigma as a whole, and especially the stigma against women and mental health. There's been a lot of times where there are misdiagnoses of this. This is something that's not recognized. A lot of male psychiatrists will not Look for these things, will not ask about these things, will not screen for this as a whole. And it's something that can be often, again, up to 30% of people we see this in, and it's something that be, can be quickly rectified. So sometimes we'll have, again, these historical kind of prejudices against women in mental health history where they're being called moody, they're being called irritable, and they're getting slapped with this diagnosis of bipolar disorder. They're getting put on these medications or hospitalized for things that it's not. And then this causes a whole lot of issues down the line again like a mistrust against the field so what are the main symptoms during the mood episode that occurs you're gonna have episodes of emotional ability which is kind of changing of emotions pretty rapidly sensitivity of rejection those kind of things irritability anger that can lead to conflict anxiety feeling edge hopeless feelings trouble with concentrating a lot of them essentially the things that we see with depression can occur is also the physical aspect of things that can occur during PMDD. So we see things like breast tenderness, swelling, joint pains at times, muscle pain, sometimes gaining weight, feeling bloated. The main thing that differentiates PMDD versus depression per se, because we have a lot of that overlap is the timing. The timing of the symptoms occur during the luteal phase, which occurs during ovulation and menstruation. And the other thing is that these symptoms will then often resolve on menses, or shortly thereafter. The key to diagnosis then, to differentiate it versus depression, is that we have to track. So if we see this cycle repeating more often than not, hey, the week before my period, I'm really irritated, I'm having these physical symptoms as well, then it gets better, rest of the month I'm doing fine. This is a key to understand that, hey, this is probably PMDD versus depression. The exact reason that people have PMDD is really unknown, just like a lot of things in psychiatry and mental health. The idea is that it's due to increased sensitivity to the sex steroids, estrogen, progesterone that are there during our menstrual cycle. Not necessarily that those are having an effect as a whole, but again, there's increased sensitivity to those hormones which have their own psychoactive effects. We've also seen some associations that those who've been exposed to trauma are more prone to having PMDD symptoms, as well as smoking. So that's one of the big modifiable risk factors that's there. If we cut out smoking, PMDD symptoms will reduce oftentimes. One of the other things that we see is that those who become pregnant will often have relief from their PMDD symptoms. There used to be the idea that PMDD was associated with postpartum depression or that this led to a higher risk of this. However, this has been shown to be not the case. So the next question then becomes, what's treatment? How do we treat this? The first line treatment is an SSRI, antidepressant, selective serotonin, reuptake inhibitor, things like Prozac, Zoloft, Celex, Lexapro. those things can be helpful for PMDD. There is the option of using an SNRI, things like Effexor and Cymbalta. The main issue of why you would use an SSRI versus an SNRI is that oftentimes when you're using these medications, you use them just during those five, six, seven days before your period and then you don't have to use them for the rest of the rest of the month the issue with an snri is that those often have a discontinuation or withdrawal syndrome. They're harder to kind of like take here and there because of the symptoms that can occur. So the SSRIs are easier to take and stop versus something like an SNRI. CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, can be effective as well. So that's been shown to be effective with combination of medication or people who don't necessarily respond to medication, the therapy itself can be helpful. For those who don't respond well to psychiatric medications, there is the option of using birth control as well. So, and this is oftentimes for people who have an irregular period where you're not able to kind of predict track your periods we refer or we ask people to get involved through their gynecologist and then they'll take care of it and they may do a birth control for a period of time to help either regulate the period or to help with the mood symptoms that can occur the last resort for people who are struggling with pmdd who are not getting relief from either of these is to sometimes do surgical menopause and again this is going to be something that's preserved for people who are having more severe symptoms having really bad kind of reactions suicidal attempts not able to tolerate the medications no desire to have children in the future and those people would be a better candidate for that All right. Well, hopefully you guys learned a little something about PMDD. It's something that I always kind of ask about now. I've learned to ask about this a lot more. It's made a huge difference in the way that I practice the awareness of it. People respond to it very well. They do well with it without major issues and it changes people's lives. So if you learned something, just remember, you know, like, comment, subscribe, um, and we'll keep bringing more stuff out there.